Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris. I am the CEO of 4x400. We at 4x400, we acquire, operate, and grow e-commerce brands. And I, I'm gonna just <laughs> tell you, for those of you who've been listening, I say that statement or something like it every week and I screw it up like two to three times a week. I'm gonna start saving those tapes and takes and putting them on the back of these shows so that you can hear how bad I am at that one sentence. It's crazy. In any case, um, today we're talking about 31 bits again, and we are just right on the cusp now of really rolling out all of the work we've been putting in to get 31 bits really up and firing. And uh, this week, we have a new homepage live at 31 bits, and I'm gonna tell you in this episode all about exactly why we made the decisions that we made in terms of copy, in terms of design, in terms of UX, all those things. I'm gonna walk you through it. You may want to um, look at the homepage once on mobile and on desktop before uh, you listen to this episode or while you listen to this episode, just give it a quick look. You'll be able to follow along really, really well. Uh, But with that, let's jump in and talk design. All right, so we are still in the midst of prep work for rolling out campaigns for 31 bits. So um, so still slow revenue, all those things. But I want to make one more note before hopefully we go live next week and, and begin to see kind of how this stuff starts to play. Uh, over the next week or so, I'm recording on a Monday, uh, and this typically gets released on a Thursday. So a few days from now, I'll, we'll actually know if this is happening, but... Um, the, there's a lot of stuff now at the sort of end of the, at the end of the, uh, lead up to us rebuilding 31 bits and launching campaigns and starting to really move forward. We've got a whole lot of stuff over the next month rolling out, including our celebrate Uganda campaign. Um, we're going to get posting hopefully again on social this week. I've got Bali jewelry coming in stock in the next week or two. Um, our Celebrate Uganda campaign hopefully launches Monday. It may actually launch the following week. So we're finally starting to get to that point where after getting this brand, integrating it into our processes and systems, uh, hiring a graphic designer uh, uh, to work on this, the amazing Krista Gregory, who we got from uh, CTC, came over and, and is working on this as well as Bamboo Earth. We got all these things kind of going and we're just getting to that last stage. And uh, and excitingly to me, um, we have sort of started the first bit of real reworking of 31, 31 bits presentation with a new homepage. So uh, bits has a new homepage that's live now. You can go to 31bits.com and see it. By the time this gets released, uh, there still may be all kinds of other problems on the site. So uh, don't judge those. Everything from the pop-up to the about page, there's a bunch of stuff that we're still working on. So, um, so hang in there on that stuff. But the homepage, take that for what it's worth. Um, we have now rebuilt and redesigned. And um, I wanted to kind of talk today a little bit about what I'm thinking about when I'm designing a homepage or excuse me, I didn't design a homepage. What I'm thinking about when I am um, giving feedback to a designer about a homepage, what I'm thinking about for the brand, what I'm giving wireframes, that's certainly our process. I gave um, an initial wireframe to convey my thoughts to the designer. She certainly had freedom to go away from those. Um, I'm not the designer, she is. But I I just wanted to convey to her, here's what I'm thinking about. And then she kind of worked from there um, and, and, uh, and sort of explain a little bit about what's going on there. Because what I think this really touches on is in some sense the baseline idea of what marketing is. And uh, and this comes out in a homepage so much. Let me talk about the homepage first. So the first thing I, I want to note is that a homepage, I think, has to do essentially two things. Uh, the first is it needs to communicate really clearly 
who the brand is. So somebody gets to 31bits.com and the first thing they see is um, is a hero image in the A spot underneath a, a navigation setup of some kind. And what I want to have happen for a customer who gets to that homepage and sees that hero image is that before anything else happens, they know exactly who we are as quickly as possible and what makes us different as quickly as possible. Now, if you, if you think about the kind of customer who comes to a homepage, they had to get there somehow. They heard about us, they're a returning customer. Um, we don't drive any ad traffic straight to the homepage. So if you are coming to 31 Bits, it's pretty unlikely that you're really totally brand new to the brand. So I don't necessarily have to say right away um, too much. Now, if somebody, if it's a word of, word of mouth referral, possibly, then then sort of that person needs to be introduced to the brand from the brand's perspective. Um, but I still want right away somebody to get to the homepage and when they see the first thing in the A spot, uh, you know, the hero image in that main spot on the homepage, the first thing you see on mobile or desktop, I want them to have a sense right away of who we are, what makes us different, and then any any campaign we're pushing. So I'm, I tend to be against sliders, um, and I, I want one, one still spot there. Um, I don't want auto-rotating sliders because I, I want somebody right away to just have a focus on who we are. And then if for additional information from there, they can scroll. So if you look at the Bits website, one of the things that it reflects is that the first thing that you get to there is a combination of product with a line about um, shopping ethically made jewelry and shopping to empower. I want every single person who comes across 31 Bits to know that we are not just um, not just a nice jewelry brand, but that we are ethically made. That, that is core to who we are, that that's uh, a, a real distinction for 31 Bits and that we can really back up that claim. So that's why the first thing you're gonna get there is a beautiful product for sure, because product always should be the hero in some way. Uh, and then t combining that with a message about here's who we are with words, essentially, okay? And then from there, the next thing you're gonna get, if you think about somebody who's scrolling a homepage, the reason they're scrolling past the A spot uh, is because they want more information. They're, they're learning more about what's going on with this brand, so they're kind of just checking it out. So that means the next thing I wanna show you is a little more information about who we are. So that's what you get on the Bits site, uh, is, is this who we are uh, little summary. And uh, it ends with this little tagline, how it's made matters. Um, I, I think that tagline goes does a lot of work for 31 bits. I think it's a really nicely freighted sentence. I did not come up with it. Um, I love to use the word freighted to describe sentences that convey a lot of information with few words. There's a lot in those words, how it's made matters. You can take that and use that in a lot of different ways. That was something that the bits uh, founders had come up with a long time ago. I, I love it. I think it works really, really well. So we put together a very simple summary idea of this is who we are a little bit more. And then from there, now we're going to take you back to product. So collections right away um, and then and then uh, a little bit more about us and so on so again if you scroll past the initial a spot if you scroll past the who we are uh, copy if you scroll past our links out to different collections shopping by category if you scroll past all those things and you're still looking it's probably because again you want more information so we put the about page in there and then we try to um, add this kind of human touch with the InstaShop. And, and basically the idea there is just so that somebody who is looking around is really getting a feel right away for who we are. So that's, that's sort of the logic conceptually of this. And I'm gonna come back to that idea of conceptual in a second. Um, and now, of course, it's not just words and 
an information hierarchy that do that. It's design decisions. And so uh, if I had Krista on here, and I actually thought about bringing her on here, but um, and I probably will in the future, what Krista would tell you, what she told me, is that she wanted to make sure that 31 bits came off as really approachable. So her design is warm and friendly and um, I guess almost a little casual in its approach. It's not stiff and sort of heightened. Uh, and that's because 31 bits is not selling gold jewelry, not selling super expensive stuff. So um, she wants, Crystal wanted it to feel like it's like a little bit, um, yeah, approachable and traveled. And um, and there's a little bit of a worldwide thing with some of the sort of like uh, tape functions that you, or tape that you can see on there. And some of these kind of ideas, it just sort of feels like it's friendly. And and so that's that comes across in the actual aesthetic design decisions as well. So conceptual stuff all there. Secondly, of course, what a homepage needs to do is guide somebody. One of the things I think that in a lot of web design and a lot of uh, marketing people miss is they let customers go make their own decisions too much. <laughs> um, I, like I want to decide for a customer where they should go and I want it to be functional. Uh, and so there's like a couple simple things that we did to do that, right? So, and actually we, we need to come back to our, some of our other sites and, and think about this a little bit. Again, I'd say we've, we've learned over time more about some of these things and even gotten some recent input from, uh, uh, from, from a friend of ours too, who's helping us think through this issue of functional design. For example, this, uh, fellow who, who will be a future character in our story, I'll introduce him later, uh, said to us, Hey, um, don't have your drop-down menu off the sandwich menu in the top left corner on mobile. Don't have that be a nested menu under shop. So don't make somebody click a drop-down arrow uh, next to the word shop to go get to where they want to go. People don't click it. They'll just click the word shop and they'll go from there. So, okay, great. So we changed that. Um, he said, I've looked at a million hot jar screen recording type stuff. People just don't click those sorts of things. Instead, um, make it so that when you load the menu, the menu immediately loads with all the categories pulled out so that people will go straight to bracelet or earring or necklace or whatever, right? Um, so if you, you, you'll see what I mean. If you, if you load the page on mobile, you'll see exactly what I mean. It's not a nested menu. It's right there because he was saying, I've watched those sorts of recordings. You can also see the sort of, um, IG story style buttons is one of my favorite features I've seen on a few websites right at the top of the page. Again, taking people straight to the category pages we want them to go to. Um, now the evergreen banner there, right there, does have a big CTA on it and in the A spot, the big hero image. Um, and that's just gonna take somebody to a shop all page. We may, we'll probably change that over time. That's sort of a placeholder basic thing to do while we're not running a campaign. Uh, very soon that will be replaced with a Uganda focused uh, hero banner because I want somebody to go shop that particular collection as we build it out, okay? If you scroll past those things and look at our collection, uh, uh, if you look at our homepage, uh, but uh, tiles below the who we are section, what you'll see there is uh, not a side scrolling set of, of, uh, of collection navigations, what you, which is what we first thought of doing, but instead it's tiles, bracelets, necklaces, earrings, scrolling down the page instead of a side scrolling thing. Why? Because people don't side scroll on mobile. People do on mobile on a homepage, scroll past the homepage uh, hero, and they go down to the rest of the thing, and they will use those buttons to go to your collection pages. So we made it nice and easy, uh, and tried to let people get as soon get where they want to go as soon as possible. So 
Simple navigation to all four of our main ca categories of products as a simple way to start. We will address that more over time for sure. And then when we go to this Uganda campaign, we're not gonna have sliders telling people about all the different ideas at the top of the page of places you can go on the website. We're gonna say, go to the Uganda collection because that's what we're gonna be pushing. We want people to see that. And we're gonna put work into making those product pages really good and all those sorts of things. So, so all that to say, all that to say, there are these two elements of homepage design that I hope you see reflected in that page. The first is conceptual communication, brand communication. What do I want somebody to see, think, and feel when they show up on my site? Secondly is functional UX design, right? Where do I want them to go? What do I want them to do? And I want to step back from a homepage for just a second and make a quick reflection on the concept of brand and how you communicate brand in marketing. And sort of just ask the question, what is, this is gonna sound kind of crazy, but like, what is marketing and what do you do? And in my view, what this homepage reflects is sort of, and what a lot of design like this reflects, is sort of three steps of thinking about uh, marketing communication that I think are really helpful to isolate uh, and to think through, okay? So the first step, is the one I mentioned, which is conceptual communication. At the end of the day, brand communication is about ideas. It is about ideas. It's about the idea that, it's, it's about the, uh, the, the notion that when somebody comes to 31bits.com, they're going to see a brand and that brand needs to say, here's who we are, here's what we are about, here's what we care about. And there's all kinds of elements of what goes into that. The most obvious one is that it's a jewelry brand, right? So the first thing you're gonna see is jewelry. So actually one of the things, one of the first things we did when we took over 31 Bits and even when we were in a conversation with uh, the founders was, let's get rid of your home goods and things like that. And they sold an okay amount of home goods, but they had expanded past jewelry to home goods. It, again, it was an interesting, I think I've mentioned this before, I don't fault them for trying this, but but one of the things that I think is that I want somebody to come to 31 Bits and go, this is a jewelry brand. And to just have that be the category so that it's clear and quick and immediate. Um, so the product category itself is often part of that. But then there's more to it than that. There's this idea of sort of ethically made and, uh, and, and ethically created and how it's made matters. And I, so I want to be able to communicate that as clearly as possible. And what I'm getting at here is that marketing is about ideas. It's about concepts. It's about the idea that there's something to communicate. And at every step of the process of communicating for 31 bits, I will create a better brand if I have more conceptual clarity about what this brand is communicating. I don't want you to miss this point. I believe that many brands go wrong because they don't have a clue who they are. They don't have a clue what their pillars are. They don't know what they're trying to communicate. And it's not a problem actually of executing communication. It's a problem of never stopping and thinking seriously about what the ideas themselves are. What do they actually care about? What is um, Cordis brand? I actually think we made that mistake with FC Goods a little bit. FC Goods, I, I think I've done a fairly poor job at besides being baseball focused, um, really getting clear about what are the brand pillars for this brand. Compare that to Bamboo Earth where we've spent a lot of time reflecting in the early stages on what does this brand care about? And we, um, if you go to our, that brand's about page, you will see exactly what that brand cares about. And we try to communicate that in everything we do. We can certainly do better. But it's a conceptual issue. It's about ideas. And this is why like, I think sometimes some of the best marketers are like sort of humanities people, people who spent time studying 
English and history and things like that. Um, because those, those disciplines are about ideas. And uh, this is also, by the way, why I buck the e-commerce trend and say, like, I, I love getting people who have college educations and who cared about it and who are sort of like studied and those sorts of things. Because if you went, um, I, I know it's sort of fashionable to say in e-commerce, you don't need to go to college. And it's true. Not everybody needs to go to college. But people who have spent time with great professors and teachers learning how to craft and think through and hone ideas are an incredible asset to a marketing organization because idea communication is so key. And the greatest marketers in the world are incredible at looking at every possible thing they do and thinking about it as an act of communication relative to the ideas that they care about. That's why like people talk about price and discounting strategies the way they do, right? Which is that... Um, Price is not just how much money somebody pays, it's a communication about value. So they see like, if you price one way or you discount too much, people are gonna have a perception of the value of your product. It's communication, it's an idea. And and so, and you can do that with everything. That's why Krista and I were talking about what somebody feels when they look at the design aesthetic of the homepage, because the design, even before you even like aside from the words is going to make somebody feel a certain way about the brand. So there's all that. So there's marketing as communication of ideas. I believe that many marketers have not spent the time thinking hard about ideas. Let me give you one very tactical way to get better at that. And it's right. Spend time writing. If you spend time writing, you will be forced to hone your ideas, especially if you get an editor who can tell you you're not being clear somewhere. Uh, There's an author I like a lot um, from my faith background named John Piper. And John Piper has written book after book after book after book. And somebody asked him about this once, about all the books that he's written. And he says, the reason I write a lot of books is because writing is how I think. And so that it's for him, it's not even about anything else. It actually gives away all the profits from his book. It's not even an issue of those sorts of things. It's just, it's just an issue of him saying, I can hone my ideas if I can spend time writing. So I would just encourage you to do that. If you're working on a brand and you feel like you're not totally clear about who you are and what you are, force yourself to write the ideas out. Force yourself to do that. You'll do well. Second, um, digital marketing is about function. So this is where I am weak in UX functionality. Like I just am not a skilled person in this area. I haven't brought the time and attention of my mind, uh, mind share to this issue. But, but getting people to go through functionally a, a process uh, or a series of steps on a website is part of what marketing is in e-commerce. It is. Uh, and that's because essentially, I mean, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm giving too much breadth to the word marketing to say it that way, but that's number two, right? It is still this issue of, or there is still this crucial issue of moving somebody through a series of actions you want them to st- to take. And as you frame those actions, that will function as digital marketing and, and e-commerce. So um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because I'm not an expert. And, I, and actually, again, in the future, at some point, I will um, I will probably have some more thoughts on that as I talk to some uh, some new help that I'm getting along uh, along those lines in the organization. Stay tuned for that. But uh, but this is part of it. And the example I always come to here is uh, design as function. And sort of everybody knows this, right? But it's still helpful to remember this kind of first principle. Um, I always think of when you walk up to a, a door and if the door has a handle on it, even if it says the word push on the door, you will pull it. Why? Because handles are meant to be pulled. Handles are meant to be pulled. And, and the vast majority of doors you've ever come across in your life that have a handle are doors, you pull them. There's actually a door in the CTC office uh, that uh, is a uh, push door with a handle. And as long as I have been there, I have to consciously remind myself every time 
oh yeah, you have to push on this because otherwise I will naturally grab the handle and pull. And the point is there are certain design pathways where um, design is meant to be functional. And, and a lot of it is about what people's expectations are coming to it. But if you, um, if you are designing a door and you put a handle on it, the point of a handle is so you can grab it and pull it, right? So uh, that's the way that functional design, of course, works in e-commerce as well. And so, again, so much of the time when uh, websites go wrong and um, all kinds of other things go wrong, it's because, particularly websites, I think, it's because somebody hasn't thought through this, okay? And third, combining those two things, it's taking my subjective ideas about both communication and functional design and measuring it. And I think a lot of times there are people who pit measurement against ideas. Uh, the, they, they sort of think of these two as at odds with each other. I just don't think that's true. I think one of the beauties of digital marketing is that you have the opportunity to get feedback on whether or not you are communicating what you want to communicate. Sometimes with like survey type things and of course sometimes with just your pure standard metrics and KPIs and that sort of thing. Um, so when I think of the whole aspect of setting up the 31 bits project, what I'm thinking about is that every step of the way, how do we communicate clearly? How do we design things functionally? That includes not just the website, but um, our unboxing experience, our packaging, all those sorts of things. And, um, and then from there, how do I measure my assumptions and my theses about this? Because at every, every one of those, I can't, I, I can't measure before I, I have a thesis. Uh, for most of these things. I have to actually put the homepage live before I can measure whether or not my idea will work or Krista's idea will work. And so uh, so this is where there is this interesting combination and when you think about sort of organization building of getting communicators and analytics people and getting them talking to each other because you need both. And, and it's rare that somebody is really deeply skilled in both. I happen to be kind of a generalist. I think I can get by as an analytics person, but if you talk to a real stats person or if I talk to a real stats person, it's really clear really fast that I'm not a real stats person. I certainly don't know, you know, SQL. I, um, I can't create code in a databases. Like I, there's like, I'm so limited ultimately. I'm sort of a novice with Excel. I just know enough to get by. Um, and so I can talk numbers okay conceptually, but I'm not great there. And same thing with like writing and, and marketing communication, that sort of thing. I can be conversant with people, but I, I don't want to actually be the one making the final decisions there because I want deep expertise around these sorts of things. And actually, this is a thing I think about um, words people in general, copywriters, uh, those types of people in general. Most people, this like just especially if you're working with an agency, please take this advice right now. If you are not a copywriter, it's very likely that you don't know the difference between good and bad copy. Um, you won't, well, you would feel it, and this is where people need to measure these sorts of things, you, but you wouldn't be able to articulate it. I have watched this happen over and over and over again with really good quality copywriters trying to communicate why they made the copy decisions that they made to clients and those sorts of things. And I watch clients go, I don't like that. And they suggest edits that are worse. This, designers go through the same thing all the time. The reason you're paying those people is because they are experts in this space of execution. Now, you should measure it because every expert is wrong. I am wrong. I, this is one of my mantras. I am wrong all the time. So I have to be submitted to the data like everybody else does because data is ultimately truth as long as it's gathered correctly and interpreted correctly. Um, data is telling you how people are responding to what you're doing. But... Uh, but yeah, so this ended up being longer than I expected it to be. But I, I thought it was worth just pausing 
one time before we really start rolling out all of this stuff so that you can see our homepage, you can see what we're beginning to think, how we're kind of approaching this problem, and then and sort of step back from that and say something a little bit more about the whole problem of marketing, essentially, right? The whole issue of marketing, how we go about thinking through um, every step of these things. It's concept, it's function, and then it's measurement. If you can do all of those things really, really well, and you can set those up, you're going to succeed. Recorded this episode and I thought to myself, ah, this is like a 10 minute episode or something like that. And it was, I think it's gonna be one of our longest ever. So I don't really have an apology for that. It's just um, unpacking a whole lot of thoughts about this issue and and really broader issues. I, I, don't, I don't think I've spent a lot of time on this show before really talking conceptually uh, about sort of how I'm thinking outside of any particular brand about some of these some of these problems. I think we do that with some of the sort of like math side of the business, but uh, but not really with the brand communication side. So I hope that was helpful to you. Um, I think this is also an area where I, um, I, I have a lot to learn still in an ongoing way. Um, and so I would love your feedback on, on this if you think that I'm right, if you think that I'm wrong. Um, I, yeah, I, w- I would just love to hear from you. So you can reach out to me at, at, at Andrew J. Ferris on Twitter. You can email me at podcast at 4x400.com. I just uh, would, would really cover that, cover that interaction. Thank you as always for listening. Really means a lot. If you would rate and review, um, we're starting to try and build those up a little bit more. Uh, and we'd really appreciate it. Uh, I know everybody, like the most valuable thing you can give me is your, is your time. You've already given me uh, 10 to 20 minutes of it, depending on if you listen to this on double speed or not. I think I talk so fast that listening to me on double speed would be like very impressive if you're able to do that. Um, so yes, that's it. That's it for this week. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.